So we wanted to talk about the Indian of Shevavim, which is something that is, I wouldn't say misunderstood, it's not understood. Because people don't know where it comes from, what the source is, and does it pertain to us. It used to be more of a Hasidish Indian, but in, you know, in current generation, everything gets a little bit famished, and everybody tries to take the mailas of everybody else. It has nothing to do with Be'etzim Hasidus, but it, it went together with Hasidus. But Lamaisa, the Arizal, was not Hasidish, and it comes from the Arizal. The concept of Shevim comes from the Arizal. The idea sometimes is as an opportunity for a person to chazer certain halachas, which really has nothing to do with Shevim at all. Shevim has to do mainly with Inyonim of Kedusha. And the reason why it's connect, what, what, what does Shevim have to do with Kedusha? Because Chazal say that the Adam Rishin, after he did the Aveira of the Yitzhadas, was perish from his wife. And he sat in Nahar Gichain for many, many years, 140 years, I believe the Gemara says, and to get a kapara. And during that time, he was Maitzi Keri Levatala. And therefore, there were Shadim and different Nishamas that were, not Shadim, different Nishamas that were created from that. And those Nishamas needed a Tikkun in order to be Misakin, that they came, it was an Aynas, it was, it was a, the Gemara says that Adam Rishon was in Chassid Gadol, he was considered a tremendous Chassid, the, you know, re, whatever, what, what Chazal called Chassidus, which is Lefnim Yishur Sadin, that's really what Chassidus means. And Adam Rishon was a Chassid Gadol, but because these, this small Indian that needed a Tikkun, so therefore these, these Nishamas that were created from that went down to Mitzrayim, and they had to go through the Kor HaBarzal in Mitzrayim. And they had to be purified to take away any, you know, impurities that happened from the way they were created. And that was the Oymik of the Dor of Mitzrayim, which eventually came out. And that's the big discussion. If it continues this year, some say it continues to Truma Tetzaveh which basically means the Mishkan. It definitely goes through Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, the Shibud, which is Shmois, Vaira and Boy is the Yitzhiyah, Bishalach is Kriyas Yamsaf, Yisrael and Mishpatim is Matan Tair. The Binyan of Klal Yisrael is, is, is the weeks of Shavim, and in the, in the every year some say it continues to Chumatatzava, which is the Binyan of Mishkan. So basically the building of Klal Yisrael is what happened in these weeks, and therefore it's as, and it's as man to be mechaper on this Indian of a lack of kedusha, a lack of tahara. From other, of course, it was an einus, but it was a lack. It was in a small fraction a lack of kedusha, and therefore we it's a time for a person to be mechaper on the inyanim of kedusha. That's really the main idea of shevim. Now. What does the word Shavivim mean? It comes from a Pasuk, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's Rashi Tevis of the Parshias. But what does it mean? It's Pasuk, Shuvu Banim Shavavim. That's Lashana Pasuk. Erpa Meshuvay Sechem. What does it mean, Shavavim? What's the translation of the word Shavavim? So this week in Shol, I asked the Shaila. Anyone know the translation of the word Shavavim? Shuvu Banim Shavavim. So it sounds like it's connected to the word shuvu, right? Shuvu, return, do tshuva. Shevavim, in, in weeks of tshuva. 
right? Shevavim is tshuva, but it's not really what it is. Shevav is really the opposite of tshuva. Shevav, for exact English translation, means wayward. It means a person is off. The, he's not on the correct path. Shevav means a person is lost and he's strayed from the proper mahalach. That's what shevavim means. And the Pasuk is coming to say, Shuvu banim shevavim. The banim that are shevavim, the banim that lost their way, should come back to HaKadosh Baruch So the binyan of Klal Yisrael was essentially, uh, it was in the weeks of, shev, of shevavim, shevavim, which really means lost. Because a person lost his way, lost his focus. And that's really, that's the essence of, and when, and, meaning Klal Yisrael and Mitzrayim, lost their way to a certain sense, even though Leishinu is Shmam, Leishinu is Mabusham, Leishinu is Lashainam, they didn't change their essence, but many things were improper that they did in Mitzrayim. Chazal say, Psukim and Yechezkel describe what they did. It was a Tainan Klaiso, which is why the Sheba started in the first place. They started mixing a little bit in a certain sense with Mitzrayim, a certain sense, and Avedizara, the Ramam says, and therefore, the Shibud came. So basically, there was an element of Lashin Dushmam, Lashin Dushmam, Lashin Dushmam, but on the other hand, there was some sort of mixing with the guy, and that was the purification process that began in Mitzrayim when uh, Levi died, and now there was no one to hold the fort. So now there was, that's where the Shibud started, and Shevet Levi, which held the fort, never went into Shibud. For the same reason, the Shibud was only. Uh, for the fact that they were connecting with the guy. So you see, on one hand, the Shibud came to purify Klal Yisrael. On the other hand, right, to purify these Nishamas that came from Adam Rishin, that were improper. On the other hand, it came to, to solidify, Chazal, the Pasa calls it a Kor Habarzal, a Kor Habarzal is, you take metal, you put it in a furnace, and you get out the impurities, the, the things that are not perfect in the metal, you take it out with the furnace. So in, Mitz- in Mitzrayim, the impurities in Klal Yisrael were sifted out, which is what happened. Chazal say most of Klal Yisrael died in Mitzrayim. What came out was only the perfect, you know, uh, pure, pure Klal Yisrael, the way it was supposed to be. And really these two things are connected. The fact that Adam Rishon did whatever it's called, a small chet, is a direct result of the Eitz Hadas. The Eitz Hadas is a lack of moral clarity. Eitzachayim is moral clarity, Eitzadas is a lack of moral clarity, and when other mission was in that, that's what brought about this small pigam, and these neshamas were a direct result of a, a lack of complete moral clarity, before other mission went back to his wife, eventually went back to his wife, and Shays was born, but before he went back, it was, there was a lack of moral clarity, and Emela that's what that's so these the, the concept is to the it's the same idea the way that Rizal puts it but it's to put together to have a clarity not to be shayvav not to be lost not to be forlorn but to have a goal and to have clarity in your mind that's really the goal and it's connected to kedusha the union of kedusha is the same thing any person that falls into an asayan of kedusha it's not an intellectual stimulating Nisayan. It's not a question really of right and wrong. It's just a person gets lost, he gets chapped by a taiva, and he does something that he would rather not do. And that comes from a lack of 
seeing clearly in front of your eyes the truth. You know, we, we say over many times, the Eitz Hadas has Toiv and Ra in it. The Eitz HaChayim does not have Toiv and Ra. It's only Chayim. There's no other option. There's no Eitz HaMavas. Why? Because if the decision is Chayim and Mavas, there's no decision. Right? If a person has to decide between life and death, that's not a decision. Everyone chooses life. If the decision is between good and bad, so listen, you know, I'm trying to be a good guy. Sometimes I fall. So Mela, I do bad. When a person looks at the Torah as Toivara, so you always have an option to do Ra. It's not a good thing. We, we, strongly, we, don't strong, we strongly suggest you should not do Ra, but it's an option. That's what Toivara was. It created an option. When there's an Eitzachayim, there's no option. So Mela, and, and we said many times, in many areas of Avedis Hashem, a person can have an Eitzachayim approach or an Eitzadas approach. For example, Chilul Shabbos. By most people, it's an Eitzachayim approach. You know, I don't have an option. To be Mechal Shabbos, it's not up for debate. For Lashon Hara, other things are an Eitzadas approach. You know, we struggle with it. But, you know, there's always that other option. That we try to control ourselves and it's a constant battle. The goal in life is to create Eitzachayim, to, to have to bring more parts of Avedis Hashem under the umbrella of Eitz HaChayim, that it should be clear, and there's no other option than Eitz HaDas. And just to put it in perspective, a person has a certain amount of moral, you know, kayach, emotional kayach to fight an Esayin. It's very difficult to constantly be fighting an Esayin. It's very, very challenging. The only way to really be able to win an Esayin is to win it. I mean, if every single day you wake up in the morning and you struggle with chakras, you're going to struggle. Every, you're never going to really win it. There's going to be days that you're going to lose because you can't fight every day. It's impossible. You have to create in your mind, I just do these things. Like many people, their Seder is an Eitzachayim. There's no option. So therefore, since there's no option, it's not up for discussion, it's not up for debate, and it's clear this is the way it has to be. So what happened in the Eitzadas was a, a lack of moral clarity, and therefore, sometimes a person can lose his way and forget what, what's Eitz HaChayim and what's Eitz HaDas and, and think that maybe this is an option for me. Maybe this is something that I could be doing. And that's really Shevavim. A person gets lost. A person loses what, forgets what his purpose in life is. And he, you know, if a person would stop for a moment, let's say as an assigned to say Lashonar, and he would say, hey, why am I here? There's a Rabbani Shalom here. And just like, you know, go through the motions of realizing that there's a Rabbani Shalom, you wouldn't struggle with Lashonar. We discussed this in the Musar of Life Shira, but that's really what Musar is, to make it real, to make it Eitzachayim. So the objective of Shavavim is to take a person away from being lost, from losing his way. A person gets sucked into the monotony of life and he loses his way. And the purpose of Shavavim is to, to put a person back on track. Now, generally it's done through Kedusha, but really it's much deeper than Kedusha. Kedusha is one aspect of it, because like we said, Kedusha... A lack of Kedusha is because of a lack of moral clarity. But it's much deeper than that. It's a person resetting his compass. Am, am I a Shevav or am I Shuvu? Which part am I part of? Am I part of Shuvu? Am I part of a person that returns? Or am I part of a person that's lost? And a person has to choose his path. Am I lost? Am I not focused? Do I not realize what my goal is? Or do I, yes, realize what my goal is? And the truth is, why does it become such a powerful Nisayan? You know, Someone told me over that the Nisayan of today's Nisayan of the Nisayanists that we struggle with, the martial technology, is today's Nisayan as opposed to Chil Shabbos, which used to be the Nisayan, you know, in a, by our Zedas. That was the Nisayan. Today the Nisayan is technology. Now, to be brutally honest, it's not really a fair comparison at all. 
because a person can deal with technology in a perfectly kosher way and not be nechshol b'chlal. Chilol Shabbos is iser v'heter. There's no two questions about it. When a person is b'chal Shabbos, no one thought that it, I mean, did they convince themselves that it was mutter? It's true, but there was, there was no sane person that really thought it was mutter. It was just, it was a tremendous nesayin because of the pressure. They convinced themselves it was pikuach nefesh, but no one's looking back and saying it's mutter. That wasn't the discussion. Today, we struggle between heter and heter. That's what we struggle with. Many of our nesayinists, I would say most of our nesayinists, like we'll talk about in a moment, is not something that's usser. And it's very, very challenging to have an assignment in something that's not technically usser. You know, technology could be usser. I'm just saying, but the, really the assignment of technology is much deeper than the isser, than the looking at the something you shouldn't be looking at. It's much deeper than that. And that's really where we struggle with. And that's the concept that we wanted to clarify over here. We're not talking about isser the heter. We're not talking about something that's usser, because if it would be usser, it'd be much easier to deal with. The animal that we're dealing with is something that is mutter. It's completely mutter. But it's a person that lost his way. Like, you know, is it mutter to stand outside on the street and dance in your bathing suit with a straw hat on your head? It's mutter to do that. I, I wouldn't suggest you should do it. It's mutter. So now in today's world, anything which is half mutter, all of a sudden, why not? Why don't, maybe I should do it. Why not? Who said I shouldn't do it? That's, that's the attitude that became today. That anything that I could do, I should do. Why not? Like, there's no, the concept of like, let's just be normal, doesn't exist anymore. Like, if I could do it, let's just do it. That's the, that's the Gaish world is full of, and it seeps into the Yiddish world. Now, the Yiddish world, are, we're better off because we have parameters and certain things that we cannot do, certain things that the game do we can't do. But there's many, many things that we can do alpitaira, but it's just it, it's worse than an avera. It's just like it's missing the boat in life. That's really the objective over here. The point of Shavim is that a person shouldn't lose his way. Did I lose my way? Am I here for a purpose? Why am I here? What am I trying to do? Like, p- many, many people go through life and they never even think about these basic questions. Our Zaydas and our, and our Elta Zaydas, this is, this is the Aleph base in life. And by us, if it's Mutter, it's Mutter. Show me the answer. Is there something, does it say anywhere in Shulchan I can't do this? If it doesn't, then I can do it. And I will do it. Why not? Why can't I do it? So, that's, so to say that the Nisrayinists that we face today is similar to the Nisrayinists that they faced in previous generations is simply not true and it's simply not fear. Because really, it, it puts us, we're at a tremendous disadvantage. Because a person can go through life and totally miss the boat on life and never find out about it. Because you're right, if you open a Muslim Sefer, you'll find out about it. But if you open a Shulchan Aruch or Halacha Sefer, you won't see it. And most of the things that people do today are technically mutter. Most of, many, many things that people do. And, you know... You, we will going to give examples in a minute, but many things that people do are mutter. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't say anywhere that anything that it's aser. But lamaisa, it's, uh, it's missing the boat in life. So let's give some examples and let's understand what we're trying to get over here. We explained that the concept of shayvavim is connected to Kedusha. It means lost, but it's connected to Kedusha. The Ramban says in the beginning of Parshas Kedushim, what does it mean, Kedushim, to you? The Ramban says that a person should not be what's called a novel pirshus hatayra. A person should not be a disgusting individual pirshus hatayra. A novel. Novel is a very, very sharp falashin. A disgusting person pirshus hatayra. And the Ramban explains, he elaborates on it, and you know, he talks about going to extreme when it comes to pleasures and focusing on pleasures in life. And the Ramban is telling us a very important idea. It's a mitzvah hatayra, kadeshim to you. According to the Ramban, a person doesn't do it. He's over a mitzvah to say of kadeshim to you. But it's, more, it's much worse than that. It's missing the boat in life. And that's why 
Rashi learns a different shot in Kedushim to you. But it's missing the boat in life. Kedusha is synonymous with a techayim, with realizing why I'm here. What's my purpose? What am I doing with my life? People that get sucked into the mentality, the rat race of making money, building houses, becoming a gvir, you know, we'll use the word askin, because that's really what, it has nothing to do with helping clients, so it's just being an askin. I want to be an askin. I want to be famous. I want to be public. All of these concepts never, for, the truth is, they, they exist, not they never existed, but they existed much more minimally than they exist today. And, we, and a lot of people struggle, I would say almost everybody struggles with the Nisayin here or there, you know. You know, a person really should be embarrassed to drive a fancy car. It should be embarrassing. Now it's not because it's quote-unquote accepted in society, but really it should be embarrassing. You're a total IDIOT. You're wasting, is it, now you'll tell me it drives better. Okay, we're all going to agree that there's a certain level of car that the difference between the, the, the higher level and lower level is really minimal. It, it, to pay an extra $40,000 or $100,000 has nothing to do with the, with, the, with the enjoyment of the ride. It has everything to do with a status symbol, and let's not fool ourselves. If a guy wears a jacket that has a po- po- poke, whatever those things are called, knuckles, knuckle, moose knuckles on them, it has, it's not more comfortable jacket. I, I, I could, I'm not going to promise. I could promise you it's not more comfortable. It has, no, it has everything to do with status. And, and a person is basically advertising, I have no self-confidence. I have nothing that stands for myself. The only thing that makes me feel important is the fact that I have two things on my sleeve. And if you think about it, it's pathetic. It's not, it's not much like the emperor's new clothes. You know, whoever doesn't know the story of the emperor's new clothes. A guy drives down the street and everyone goes, psh, psh, he's driving, a, I'm not going to say names of cars. He's driving a car that's cost $150,000, psh, he's a mamish, and there's no other way to, he's an I-D-I-O-T, he's posh, a fool, he's a tempish. And it takes a little kid to say, dope, what are you doing with your, that's what the Muslim gave $150,000 for? What's wrong with your head? Is something wrong with you? A guy builds a massive palace. He doesn't have enough kids in his house to fill the, because Chas Shalmi can't have too many kids, because that's too, you can't have so many kids. So you don't want to have too many kids. So he has a massive house, enough to fit six families, and he, he can't even use it, and it's, de- it's empty. What, what's the point? Can you explain to me what the point is? You want to pay taxes? You're jealous of everybody? What, what, what's the point? What are you doing? Tyrant says, the status symbol. A person loses focus in life, and I, I'm, I'm taking it extreme. It's not really fear, because most of the people that are listening to this, are not, don't, don't struggle necessarily with these particular nisirinists, but I'm bringing it out in a very sharp way, and then we're going to bring it more practical to us, the, you know, the regular yankel that actually does fly on a normal plane and doesn't fly private. Just when he has to go somewhere, he actually has to stand in line and, and pay for his ticket like a regular normal person. But a person should realize that when a guy does that, he's basically demonstrating that he missed the boat in life. There is no other way to put it. He didn't just do an aver. He didn't just say lashon har. He's missed the boat in life. He pushed missed the reason why he's here. Now again, I am not here to say a person should not should kargzach and a person should budget. A betachen perspective is that a person should live normally. Budgeting is not for now, but a person doesn't have to kargzach. A person should live very normally, very regular. But when a person raises standards that are simply most standards that are raised, really most of them have nothing to do. With the, there is some of it that does have to do with the enjoyment, but most of it has to do with the status, with the chashivas, with the posting. I took a picture. I, you know, that's what it has to do with. Let's just be brutally honest. Most of it's like that. A person makes a simcha. The standards went up exponentially. It has nothing to do with the way you're enjoying your simcha. You will enjoy your simcha less when you spend so much money. It's simply a standard. I can't do less. I, I, this is what I have to do. This is what everybody does. 
I'm not even taking from a financial standpoint that people are struggling from uh, from a uh, from from a, uh, inflation and that. That's not even the point. Let's say a person does have the money. The person does have the money. He's not, no, that's not the issue. The issue is why am I here? Like, did I lose? Am I a shavav? Did I partially lose my way? What am I doing? Because everybody else does it. Now it, it's difficult. Let's just preface: it's very difficult when everybody does something for you to be the odd man out is, is challenging. And you know what? It takes what's called self-confidence. And everybody wants to find self-confidence. And they're busy chasing everybody. Nope. Anybody that's busy with the Joneses has minimal self-confidence at best. Minimal self-confidence. You push like a baby. Your, your neighbor gets the scooter. You have to get the scooter. You push like a six-year-old kid. The person is a health, the healthiest self-confidence is the person that drives the regular car. He pulls up on a regular house. And if he needs a big house, he'll build a big house. But he has what he has. He has what he needs. He doesn't live kargzach. He doesn't have a car without air conditioning. He doesn't. He goes to eat out. He's perfect. Does whatever is normal. But he doesn't. He doesn't. What we call raise the standards. Now, again, every every place has different standards. And I'm not here to say exactly what the standards are. But when a person is raising the standards, what's the nesayin? It, it's not right. Or, in Isser Vehetar, you're not going to see anywhere in Shulchan Aruch that you're not allowed to raise standards. You shouldn't spend a ridiculous amount of money on silliness. I mean, the amount of money that people spend. It's, uh, on a one supper, a guy gets spent over a thousand dollars. It's it, it's an avera, but it's worse than an avera. It's plus you're missing the bone in life. That's what the Moshe gave you money for. You think when you come to Shema, the Moshe is going to say, "Oh, Baruch Hashem." It's not an isavater. The guy missed the boat. You're like the guy standing outside dancing in the street in your bathing suit. You're not you're not over an isavater. Could tell, tell show me this, or you know what? I won't be able to show you this, sir, because it's worse than an avera. It's worse than an isavater. You push and miss the boat. You're a shavav. You're a lost soul. When a person, every day another store, I'm talking specifically from a Lakewood perspective, Lakewood becomes a much bigger sign. Every day another store opens with another experience that I could give you. Everything has to be an experience. You can't just take a normal haircut. Go to the store and take a haircut. You don't have to have any experience. Just go take a haircut. Go buy milk from the store. You don't need an experience. You don't need anything fancy. You want to buy milk? Go buy milk. Fustrace.com. It, it's, it's, it's a simon of people that are empty-headed and they simply lost their way. And that's what Shavim is about. Shavim is to reconnect to why we are here. What am I here for? What's my purpose? You think the Ben Islam sent me to this world to drive a fancy car or to keep up with the uncles or to try to get the best food or the best coat, the best whatever, fill in the blank, whatever a person is struggling with. You think that's what the Ben Islam sent me here? A person, Pashit, the Rabban saying, a, a novel, again, it gets tricky because the, the Rabban sounds like a person shouldn't eat meat. Eat meat, eat normal, just be a normal person. Don't be retarded. It's just as simple as that. Don't be retarded. A person, and we get, and it becomes normal. You know, let me just let me just say over the story of the emperor's new clothes, just to get clear exactly what I'm trying to say. Just to make it in short, the emperor's new clothes was that there were two guys that fooled the emperor and pretended like they were grace uh, uh, tailors, and they're going to be able to make clothing for the emperor worth millions of dollars. And every day the emperor came in and they measured him and they uh, mamish the clothes already and they put them up. They pretended like. They put on the emperor his clothes, and of course there was nothing there. And he w- and everybody had to listen to Taylor saying it's good, it's fancy. So he was all emperor is all proud. He looks at the mirror, he sees his untervesh. But listen, what's he supposed to do? He, they they say it's fancy. So he goes out in the street, and everybody's ooh ah ooh ah, because obviously I'm, everyone no no one wants to be the one to miss the boat. If everybody else sees, it's the, I, I don't see the emperor's new clothes. Everybody else seems to like it, so I, I must like it too. So everybody's ooh ah ooh ah. And then finally one kid stands up and says, hey, why is the emperor standing there in his underwear? 
and everyone schapped and, and, and uh, shut down, and the emperor ran for his life. That's the story of the emperor's new clothes. That is exactly what we go through. We go through mamish the same concept. Everybody gets bigger and better, and a guy went to eat in this in this restaurant that just opened and serves you a fifteen hundred dollars a meal. Who he's chashiv, and he could post it, and everyone's excited about it. He's a dope. He's a tippish, and call a spade a spade. He's a fool. That the Manishim said, you want money, invest money. You want to be a gvir, become a gvir. Don't waste your money on silliness. What, what, you think it tastes so much better? Is it worth so much more? You know, we, we could debate every single situation, flying private. We could debate. There's some of them that we could say is maybe a convenience. I'm not talking about that. Most of it is not a convenience. Most of it is either for status or because everybody else is doing it, which is really essentially status. The point that a person, the point of shavim is kedusha. The point is we're here for a purpose. You could be normal, you could have a normal car, you could have a normal job, you could go on vacation. Do whatever you have to do. I'm not here to say cut back from a financial perspective. Financial perspective is a different discussion. If you feel you need it financially, speak to your financial planner, speak to your Rav, speak to whoever you want to speak to. I'm talking simply from a missing the boat perspective. Did I miss the boat in life? And truthfully, it depends on the person. For one person, this car will be missing the boat. For another person, that car is missing the boat. Not everyone's in the same boat. My, my point is... Just stop for a second and be a little bit objective. Close the front door, sit in your house for a minute, and speculate. Why do I want this chandelier, car, coat, vacation, whatever it is? Fill in the blank. Whatever I'm struggling with. Why do I want it? Why do I think there's nothing wrong with getting it? Because there is nothing. It's on Navera. You're not going to find it anywhere in the Torah. But am I here? Is that the purpose why I'm here? Is that what the Benishim created me? Like when Chazal, when, when the Gemara says when a person comes to Shemayim, they're going to ask him certain questions. It's a piece of Yeshua, Sadev, Sadev, Emuna, you know, certain questions. And the Mepharshim point out that those questions are not necessarily Averis, technically, or, you know, they don't ask you if you spoke Lashon Hara. Averis come next. These questions identify who you are. What we are discussing over here is identification. The Nisayan that we struggle with is the similar to the Nisayan that Klaisol struggled with in Mitzrayim. It's not about doing Averis. It's about losing our identity. Did we forget who we are? are we, is the guy the example of what we need? You go to Chasna, you don't recognize the music. It sounds, it's disgusting. And if you look at it objectively, if you haven't walked into a second dance or a third dance Chasna, you walk, not every Chasna, you walk in and it, it push it retarded. But everybody does it, so it's normal. And they play this crazy things like, they sound like Schwarzes. Not much like Schwarzes, there's no other way to put it. And, and everybody, this is the way everybody does it, so we all do it. And if a guy doesn't do it, he's not going to get a job. And it's mamish like the emperor's new clothes. Just stand outside and watch how meshugah the elam looks. It's mamish, you look like a lowlife. The more lowlife you can look, the more you look like you have no job and no parnasa and no nothing, the more you look like you mamish have no shaykhis to anything, the better you are, the more cool you are, the more you're, you're experiencing the simcha, so to speak. Missing the boat, it's as simple as that. Who do you identify with? Who are you? What are you? What are you here for? That's what we struggle with, and that's probably the main all the Nisayanis, the technology, that's the Nisayan of technology. Shmir Sinaim, it's a beautiful, Shmir Sinaim, you have to Shmir Sinaim. It's much deeper than that. Why are you busy with what the Goyim are busy with? Busy all day with this, with that, with that news, with that, but you want to know what's going on, find out what's going on. But people get so sucked into Goyish mentality, and everything that's Goyish becomes important to me. If the Goyim considers it important, now it's important to me. That's, that, that is a person that lost his way. Is it Osir? You're not going to find anywhere in the Torah that it's Osir. But you simply missed the boat. You're the, is it Osir for an emperor to walk around without, with his underwear? No, it doesn't say anywhere in the rules, in em, the book of emperor rules, that you can't walk out in your underwear. But you don't walk out in your underwear. You're a normal person. So we are Yidin. 
and Yidin have Mahalchem of Kedusha. Kedusha does not mean that you fast all day and you learn all day. Kedusha means you do actions that are conducive to your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's very normal to take a vacation. I'm going to reiterate it again. It's very normal to spend money. I'm not here to say to budget. I'm not here to say you shouldn't buy a nice car. Buy what you need. But think before you do it, is it enhancing my relationship with the Ben Shalom? Or is it making me push and miss the boat in life? That I forget why I'm here. When a person comes to Shemayim, did you, you're a shliach, you're here for a purpose. We'll just give a quick marshal before we end. A guy sent someone on a business trip, yeah? You send the guy on a business trip to go do X, Y, and Z. And, and you're allowed to spend, when you're on the business trip, you can spend money on the company credit card, for and you're allowed to eat out, they have no problem with it. But you send the guy on a month-long business trip, and his job is to set up a warehouse in Utah. That's his job. So he sent him to Utah, and uh, he's setting up a warehouse. And he goes at night, and he eats in the restaurant. Very normal. You know, he's allowed to, you don't tell him he has to eat bread and water and tuna fish sandwiches. He can eat in the restaurant, and he's swiping the card. All of a sudden, a weekend, he's skiing on the, not the Alps, whatever the, the, the mountains in Utah is, and he's going to this place, and he's now sitting by the movies, and he's going here, and he's going to this. Hello? What, what do you mean? You're I'm allowed to take a break. I understand, but you're here. You're here for a reason. I, I sent you here for a purpose. I gave you a credit card. I gave you a lot of money. I'll give you a lot of money. I'm not saying we, the company can't afford it. The guy asked him, what do you mean? The company's a rich company. I know the company's a rich company, but I'm not looking to waste money. I'm here for a purpose. I sent you to build an, a, a warehouse. That's what you're here for. Of course, you could do side things with child. I'm not telling you to spend the whole day on it. But don't lose focus of why you're here. Rabbi said we are here for a purpose. We are here to build a warehouse, to build a huge world in Ilam Haba. It's up to us to decide, are we fulfilling our purpose or not? We're allowed to take a rest, we're allowed to go to the restaurant, we're allowed to even go skiing sometimes. It's very normal. But if you spend your whole day on the slopes, then there's something wrong with you. You missed your point. You missed the boat in life. Shuvu banim sheivavim. Sheivavim is as man to recuperate and realize what, what, who we are, why we're here, What's our purpose? Just because we're in Gullus doesn't mean we get lost in the Gullus. We don't belong here. This is not our place. We are princes and kings in exile. That's what we are. And sometimes we get sucked into the Gullusha mentality and our job is to stay focused, not to, get, not to become a Shavav Yid, but to be a Shuvu Yid, a Yid that stays focused on what his purpose in life is. And therefore, again, we're not talking about spending money. That's not the objective. The objective is, am I fulfilling my purpose in life? If I keep focused and the Rebbe will not have a tie on you, I made a mistake, I thought this was my purpose in life. I have no problem with that. Just as long as you have a purpose, as long as you understand what your purpose is, you're entitled to make a mistake. If you lose focus and you forget what your purpose is and you're not paying attention to your purpose and your purpose never comes on your radar, that's the question. <clears throat> and that's the difference between a Shuvu Yid and a Shavav Yid. We should Bezer Hashem be to utilize this powerful man of Shavavim. To not be a Shavav, to be a Shuvu, to remember what our purpose is, to just stay focused in life and not get sucked into everybody else that's walking around in their untervesh. To Bezer Hashem walk around like a healthy, self confident Oivid Hashem. And Bezer Hashem will be Zeicha Bekarev, Uvau Litsiyain Berinavis Simchas Oilam. Al Reisham, Bimheya, Viamenu, Amen.